Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today you get to hear from Darion Rakestraw as well as Brady Russell. It's going to be really fun. Um, I enjoyed listening. I didn't have a chance to talk to them, and we'll get into that in a second. But first, I want to tell you more about Manscaped. It really is an incredible company. We hype them up a lot because they deserve it. The Lawnmower 3.0 is incredible. And if you're a man, then you should be using it. 85% of women think bad grooming is a major turnoff. 80% of women think that men should be manscaping themselves below the belt. 89% of men think that good grooming is essential to professional success. It's so important to take care of yourself. Manscaped is the easiest way to do it. All of their products are such a great value, especially when you buy the Perfect Package 3.0. You get the free boxers. You get the toiletry bag, which is incredible. It's what... Well, it's, it's what I used to travel back when we traveled as sports media instead of watching everything at home like everybody else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really is just great stuff. The, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, they have cologne and body wash and just so many different things. So many different things. And the only way to see them all is to go to Manscaped.com and specifically look at that Perfect Package 3.0. I really recommend it. Um... I honestly might just get another because I guess I don't need the trimmer. That wouldn't be the way to do it. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it really is good stuff. Um, so check it out. And if you decide that you want to buy something, which you probably should, uh, you can use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your purchase plus free shipping. So that's a great deal. Everything's already pretty discounted. There's a special offer going out right now um, with the perfect package. Throw that code on there. It's perfect. Okay, um, so there are a few things that I want to touch on today. Um, first, let's just go over the golf tournament yesterday, or golf match, I guess. It wasn't a tournament. Uh, when RK and I went out to Fossil Trace to play Vic Lombardi and Mark Moser from Altitude, uh, we wanted to win some money for some charity, and it, the money went to a good cause. Food Bank of the Rockies, they do a bunch of work. The Avalanche, so Moser and Vic, they, they do a lot of stuff with them, and it's great to support them. It also would have been nice to not have us pay for it and have the other guys pay for it. Um, we lost. Uh, I know a lot of you guys were watching. I've heard from a bunch of you. Uh, it was so much fun. There were actually, like, thousands of people who watched us play golf for five hours. Well, I guess most people didn't watch the whole thing, but it, it was just such a fun, cool thing. We were down, or no, we were tied with three holes left, and then we lost 16, and then we lost 17, and that was it because we're down two with one hole left. 
Um, there will be a rematch, though. There will. Um, probably, like, three weeks from now would be my guess, but we're still going to get things planned out. we got to figure out where exactly we're going. Um, but it was so much fun. And for those of you guys who are listening it, or watching, I guess, I'm so used to podcasts. Uh, for those of you guys who are watching, really appreciate it. It was pretty cool. Um, just so much fun. Just so much fun. Those are such great guys. Um, so there's that update. Um, the reason that I really wanted to bring that up is because I was out on the golf course doing that during the time that the rest of Buffs media was talking to Darian Rakestra and Brady Russell. And that was just kind of like a bad break in terms of timing, um, because we had picked that date a few weeks in advance and then, uh, picked, or it just happened to be a couple days before that it was Wednesday at the same time as a tea time. But, uh, I uh, obviously did get, like, the audio files, and I'll play those for you guys later. Uh, I went back and listened because that's my job, and I want to tell you guys about what I thought they had to say, what I was most interested in. Um, We want to touch on that. Also, uh, there are a few big names that are considering the buffs recruiting-wise, and those announcements are coming, I think, the 4th of July there are two of them and there's some others that are starting to pop up uh, we'll be talking about those guys on tomorrow's show um, and that's kind of the plan for then but for today I want to tell you about what I thought about when I listened to those uh, interviews uh, first of all I'm just disappointed I didn't get to talk to him um, I really like Brady Russell I, I really really like him he has, like, the right attitude and the way he thinks about the game. You know, when he's talking about talking to his uncle, Matt Russell, who you probably remember is the All-American for the Buffs, uh, is now Elway's kind of number two guy with the Broncos. Um, so he's very involved. And it's some of the basketball, or I guess the, the one basketball game where Matt Russell and John Elway were sitting courtside, that was the same game, actually, that Phil Lindsay and Vic Fangio, the Broncos' head coach, uh, we're sitting courtside, a uh, different part of the court. I'm trying to remember. I think, was that UCLA, maybe? I think it was UCLA. Um, but Brady ran over there and talked to Matt and Elway at halftime. And it just, I just remember thinking, like, wow, what a what a leg up that is to be able to talk to those guys when you're trying to continue your football career. Um and, you know, he, he brought that up himself as well. And the reason I, I'm telling this story is because he said toward the end of the call, um, you know, he's, he's going to be long snapping or there's, there's somebody else, a, a freshman, I think, who's also a long snapper and they're going to decide which one. But they said, yeah, my uncle always told me, you know, if, if, if you can just be a good long snapper, then you'll have a place in the NFL. Like, Hopefully things work out differently and he has like a tight end role because those guys typically last longer, make more money. Um, and the, the reason they last longer is because uh, the long snapper, I guess every NFL contract, the, the longer you're in the league, the higher the minimum salary is. Um, or there's like a veteran minimum after you finish your first four years and that doubles up. And so teams can save quite a bit of money if they just bring in some young guy to be their long snapper. And... You know, in the NFL, there are only, like, 12 good quarterbacks, like, which basically means there are 12 good quarterbacks in the entire world, and everybody else is just trying to, like, work their way into that spot. With long snappers, 
there are more options out there um, because it isn't like it's I'm not saying it's easy to be an NFL long snapper, but compared to getting other NFL jobs, it is a bit easier. Um, so that was interesting. But again, that's just like the type of good advice you get. And, you know, you had a chance to talk with Matt about Taylor Embry, too. Uh, which is pretty cool. And he's excited about Taylor. He's really excited about Taylor. And how could you not be? I mean, if you're a tight end, and, and that's exactly, he led in with what we'd all expect him to. When you have his background, that's really exciting to see. Um, you, uh, He's also a young guy, which makes him very relatable. And Brady also had some great things to say, I thought, about how he has been impacted by all of the different tight ends coaches he's had. Because... I mean, that there that has been a position where there's been a lot of turnover. Um, and I believe, I can't remember if this is Brady's third or fourth tight ends coach, but uh, he said that he thinks the most important thing when you're going through these transitions or when you're a player who's in a situation where you, you're changing position coaches basically every year you have to be able to build relationships and he feels that that's kind of a natural strength that he had. And that's why he was able to pull so much from all these coaches. And so really it's like, he's been taught how to do things a bunch of different ways and he can pick whatever's making most sense for him or whatever works best for him on the field. And I, and I really liked what he had to say about that too. Um, the most exciting thing was the way that he talked about his speed. You'll remember last week we talked about the skill position guys, um, Ashad Clayton, Brendan Rice, Dimitri Stanley, tearing things up. Well, Brady Russell, for the combo guys, was right up there near the top. And he thinks that his speed is kind of underrated because he hasn't gotten a chance to use it much. And I kind of agree with him because you can tell that he is an athletic guy, that he can move around. Um... And I think that that's really exciting. And talking to some people, you know, talking to Dre mostly, if you guys listen to draft podcast, Andre Simone, he's incredible. And, you know, like we talk about the draft outside of that podcast as well. And we talk a lot about local guys because that's just what's most interesting. And for the draft podcast, when we're talking mostly from a Broncos perspective, we tone down the local talk. Like there's definitely like, there is an emphasis on local guys versus guys who aren't from Colorado, but it isn't quite as much as when you're just talking about sports because we all care about the local sports. Um, and so we have had those conversations about like uh, I think that there is a role for Brady Russell in the NFL. Dre isn't quite so sold, and I think a, a big portion of the reason why is because of that athleticism and. I think that there's a good chance that we're going to see him actually get a chance to show that off this year. And he kind of hinted at that a little bit. And I'll let you guys read into it what you want. But I, I, I took that as there may be some downfield passing. And he was talking about the other tight ends, too. And I think that that may have been even more exciting because we've we all recognize what's happening with the tight end position. You know, they've had to bring in some outside guys. Uh, their number two tight end. Um, is Jared Poplowski. He uh, tore his ACL, won't play this season. Um, Legend Brumba is, has he transferred yet? I think he might just be in the portal still. So maybe there's a world where he comes back, but I mean, you, you wouldn't expect that. So on the Buffs 
depth chart that they re released a few weeks ago. Um, the number one tight end was, of course, Brady Russell. The number two was Luke Stilwell. And the number three was Matt Lynch. Brady said that what he likes about the group is the different things that they do. Obviously, Brady can do a whole bunch of different things, and he's been doing a whole bunch of different things for the Buffs for the last couple of years, lining up at H-back, um, fullback, at tight end, kind of getting moved around, and I think that that'll still be the case. But also, he said that Matt Lynch is kind of the speed guy. He's their playmaker. He can actually, like, be a threat at tight end, while Luke Stilwell is more of their blocking guy who's coming in, and... It is just kind of nice to know what roles he expects those guys to fill because then you can start to build things out. Like, if you had heard, like, oh, all these guys are super fast and pretty light on their feet, you're like, oh, well, are they going to be able to run block? And so to hear that they're well-rounded is kind of fun. And just really any information we can get about any of these guys we haven't seen much of, uh, it's great stuff. With Darian, uh, the big takeaways were his comfort in the defense and his belief that the defense is ready to take a step forward, that the defense really did turn a corner late, specifically the secondary, and that now they have the pieces in place and they can kind of pick up where they left off. Um, he did talk a little bit about the different safeties that are now on the roster. You know, they were very, very thin at the position, and now they've added... Uh, Chris Miller, uh, Jalen Stryker, both as safeties. They were cornerbacks before. And Darian is there to help them learn what they're supposed to do in this defense because the roles are different. And I, I really think that this is one of the defenses where playing different positions and moving around within the defense is really valuable because it lets you see from other perspectives what's going wrong. Um and what's going right as well. But when you just play one position, when you're only playing safety, it's easy to ignore what's going on, what other people's responsibilities are, really, um, because you're so locked in. And you do have your responsibility and what your job is. But when you understand what's happening on other parts of the field and you can kind of read what's going on and what's coming towards you it makes everything so much easier and such a big part of that is understanding what those guys are going to be doing within this defense and a lot of that is chemistry but playing those other positions as well really does help and I think that that's going to make things easier for these corners as they transition to transition to safety also of course having Darren Rakestra and and having Brett Maxey too the safeties coach Darian talked about how valuable that is having a safeties coach, somebody who's specifically there for safeties, who knows safety play. Because defensive backs, they all do a lot of things that are similar, but there are some very different differences. Uh, you know, how often do you see a safety lined up in man coverage against a receiver? Not often. It'll happen, but it's not often. And when you spend your time looking at the game, thinking about those instances, you know, if you're a safety, that time is probably better spent thinking about something else. And so to have somebody to just bounce ideas off of and uh, talk to, really, about what's going on, especially somebody who's played at such a high level, coached at a high level, um, I think that for this group, he makes a lot of sense. Um, so those are the big takeaways. There was a lot of talk of the coronavirus stuff, too. 
um, what it's like talking on the field. Like Brady's saying, you could probably just go talk to guys. Like there's no yelling. You're not worried about crowd noise. You're probably just going to be able to like look over and say, Hey, <laughs> go do whatever. It, it's going to be a weird thing. Um, but I don't think there were really any updates there. Um, but you're going to hear for yourself what they had to say. Uh, before I play that audio for you, I want to tell you about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. They make such great beer. I think I'm headed out to the DMVR bar tomorrow night, uh, Friday night, to drink a bunch of Breckenridge beers. And uh, hopefully some of you are there too because, I mean, it's just like a good combination. It's a sports bar, talking sports, and uh, also there's beer. Uh, the, the, the bar does serve food, and so it's not affected by these, like, latest um, – restrictions that have gone into place but if you are more comfortable sticking at home instead of coming to the dmvr bar uh, then you can order from davidson's beer wine and spirits you can go to davidson's and that's a great way to get your breckenridge beers you can also go to the beer locator on the breckenridge brewery website and it will tell you all of the different places where you can try all of the different beers and that will make things easier as well. So definitely check them out. Get that 15 can sampler. I also want to give a shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. It is the official sportsbook of DNVR. Uh, just like Breckenridge is the official beer of DNVR. Um, DraftKings is awesome. They make watching sports even more fun, especially right now when the sports that are on TV might not be the sports that you're used to watching. And if you're trying to get into something new, and again, I recommend the NWSL. And hopefully you guys are listening while I was talking through the DraftKings pick of the week because the NC Courage won last night, and they will continue to keep winning through this tournament. There's a golf tournament on right now as I'm talking. There's still KBO baseball. The NBA is coming back soon. The NHL is coming back soon. There's so much that is on the way and there's still some fun stuff that's going on right now so make sure that you jump in and when you do use the code dnvr and get yourself hooked up with an incredible sign up bonus for a limited time all new users at the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app can get a sign up bonus of up to one thousand dollars again the code is dnvr uh, must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, here is Darian Rakestra. So someone fire away. Hey, Darian, what's up? Uh, thanks for your time in advance. This is Justin Guerrero with Rivals.com. Um, we all had a chance to talk to Brett Maxey a couple weeks ago, and he remembered uh, just a couple years back in the day recruiting you. And so just with that relationship that maybe you guys had a couple years ago, combined with the fact that you guys are both similar in the sense that you both underwent a position change in college, just with that, just been wondering uh, how's it been going with Coach Maxey uh, just overall since uh, he's come to town. Um, I, I have a great relationship with Coach Maxey. Um, I have since high school, like you say, he was recruiting me. Um, he came to my spring game and all of that when he was at Vandy. So, I mean, we've, we've always had a good relationship. And uh, it's, it's really good for me to have a, a true safeties coach uh, on the staff that can really, um, you know, focus on, like, 
the specifics of playing the, the role of safety. So I think that's really going to help us out a lot. You know, he's a, he's a great coach, great dude. So, you know, it's great that we have him. Darion, Adam Munster Tiger, obviously you switched uh, positions a couple times before kind of settling in at, at safety. What does it feel like now to be a senior and to, you know, all of a sudden be the most experienced guy in that group? Um, I mean, it's been a long road for sure. But, I mean, I feel like because of all those, you know, all the obstacles that I went through to get here, I feel like that's really made me into the player that I am today. And it's, um, you know, gave me a lot, of, a lot of confidence and, you know, just the fact that I'm getting into my second year in the system, in this playbook, um, you know, I'm getting really comfortable back there. So, um, you know, I feel like all that stuff that I went through really just made me into the player I am today. So I'm taking advantage of all that. Barry, this is Pat Rooney from the Boulder Camera. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Hey, just wondering, um, you know, we're into July now. The season's getting closer. In a lot of areas, especially in, in the Pac-12 footprint, uh, the, the virus is not trending in a, in a very promising direction. Just wondering, you know, as players, how much are, are you guys kind of paying attention to all that nationally? And, uh, you know, how optimistic are, are you guys about starting the season on time at this point? Um, I mean, it's hard to not see, you know, everything that's going on. But, uh, you know, we're trying to follow all the safety rules and, you know, we're, we're preparing, like, we start the season in September, you know. So, um, you know, guys are still coming in. We're working out. We're working hard, you know. But obviously, we have to follow all the safety guidelines. And, uh, you know, it's tough to, uh, you know, kind of look at the season with all the stuff going on. But, you know, we're trying to just focus on the positives and uh, just keep, keep grinding, keep doing what we're doing. Outside of workouts, um do you guys have any team rules in place as far as uh, not gathering in, in large groups, uh, not going out in the evening, so, so whatever? Is there anything in place uh, to kind of mitigate that? Yeah, I mean, the coaches are definitely discouraging us from, you know, going out, partying, you know, things like that. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of the guys were being smart about it. Um, a lot of guys are making a lot of good decisions, so we just have to keep doing that and hope for the best. Hey, Darian, this is Neil Welk from cubuff.com. When was the last time that you went this long without an actual football practice of, of any kind? Was it high school? Yeah, I mean, that's funny. I was talking about that not too long ago. I, I really don't remember the last time that I went that long, you know, those months like that without, you know, organized team events. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. But um, I feel like I had a lot of time to really focus on my, my skill sets and, uh, you know, give my trainer and things like that while I was back home. So, um, you know, I'm like, like I said, we're all still preparing like we had a season coming up. So that's really what I've been focused on. Does that make you – any, any, does that make you any more hungry than normal for, for the beginning of fall camp to actually get out on the field, put some pads on, do all those kind of things? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, I was hungry to get out there in the spring. So, uh, you know, at this point, I'm even hungry. Like, I'm starving, you know. I'm ready to get out there. Now, I know all my teammates are ready to get out there. I know Brady's ready to get out there. So, yeah, we, we are ready to get out there and work.
and, uh, you know, get out there and practice, get better. Hey, Darian, it's Brian Howell. Uh, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, curious how safe you have felt just taking part in workouts and uh, being back with your teammates, even though it's small groups, just uh, taking part in workouts and being back in the facilities. Um, I, I felt pretty good about what we're doing. Uh, you know, we have the mask on during the workouts. You know, every time we're gathered up, everybody has to put their mask up and things like that. So I feel like we're following all the rules that we can. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I feel safe about it. We all, everyone's been tested. We know what's going on in the program. So I feel good about where we're at. Hey, Darian, just how, how helpful for you, especially as a member of the secondary, is it having – Tyson Summers back for uh, for a second year calling plays again. I know the last month of last season, you guys really seemed to just click almost. Um, I mean, communication just on field, like you guys really seemed to just figure a lot out in that last month. So, how helpful for for you guys in the secondary is that that continuity? Uh, that's that's huge for us to have Coach Summers back. Um, you know, I feel like he came in and he really changed the attitude of our defense. You know, he really brought that intensity and. Uh, you know, he really he really demands a lot out of us, and a lot of us, we really get a lot better because of that. So, you know, it's great to have him back, great to have him back calling plays. And, uh, you know, I know we're going, we're going to have some crazy stuff out there on, on, on third down packages and all that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Hey, Darion, Kyle Fredrickson with the Denver Post here. In the recent weeks, we've seen student athletes across the country really use their platform to try to affect change, uh, notably what's happened out in Mississippi with changing the state flag. I'm wondering just among you and your teammates, if you sort of talked about sort of the rise in that activism among student athletes and, and you guys using your, your platform when you feel like, like there's something that needs to be said, has is, is that been kind of a, a dialogue that's started because of all this? Um, I feel like in a way it has. And, uh, you know, I feel like a part of that is – Due to Coach Darrell too, um, you know he preaches a lot about transparency, and uh, so you know whenever one of us has an issue, you know we can go to Coach Darrell and tell him about what's going on, and he's going to do his best to get that issue resolved. So um, you know it's it's definitely been a thing that you know is going on these days. It's um, but yeah, like, I don't think it's it's not something that's too major going on in our in our program though guys wanting to speak up and things like that, so. Adam Munster Tiger again, obviously you guys were pretty thin in terms of numbers at safety going into the off season. And we've seen Chris Miller and Jalen Stryker now listed at safety. What would have been your impressions of those guys and, and how do you think they'll, they'll both fit into safety? Um, I mean, I think they're great fits. Um, both of them are guys that really want to work. They really want to get better. And, um, you know, they've really been trying to learn the playbook and just do everything that they can. So I think it's going to be a great fit, you know, and I'm going to help them out too along the way. You know, they can – they've been asking me questions. I've been, you know, helping them. So I think it's going to, I think it's going to be great. So, Darian, I know obviously early in your career you went from receiver to corner to safety, so some instability there. Um, how are you feeling going into your third year as a safety? Do you feel – just a lot more comfortable and like you're ready to kind of um, hit the ground running when the season starts? Uh, I'm, I'm extremely comfortable back there now. Like I was saying, I'm, I'm starving. I'm ready to get back down the field. You know, this is my last go around. So, you know, I'm ready to go out there and show people what I can do. 
and uh, you know, I'm ready to go out there as a team and just win these games. Like, you know, we saw what we was doing at the end of the season. So I'm ready to just continue that trend into the next season. Hey, Darion, there was a, a, a tweet the other day that went somewhat viral. Um, it, it was a, a quote from a Colorado State tight end who essentially, to paraphrase, is pretty amped up just looking down the barrel to your September meetup in Fort Collins. And he went as far to say that um, he thought the Rams are going to be a lot more hungrier hitting the football field than you guys are. And I know there's certainly a lot with coronavirus and you guys getting acclimated to the, the workouts and whatnot, but seems pretty clear that you guys very much are on their minds right now. I'm just kind of curious, I mean, in, in your locker room, are you guys starting to get amped up and just get excited about heading up to, to Fort Collins and facing your rival on their turf? I mean, I did see that quote. And, uh, I mean, we should be on their minds, you know. But we're not really that's, – that's not where we're at right now. We're focused on the work that we have to put in to get to that point, you know, and uh, – the work's going to speak on the field for itself. You know, we don't have to really do too much talking as a team. So the work that we're putting in now is going to speak for itself when we play them. Hey, Darion, sort of just in this strange world that we're living in, it's kind of odd that you guys haven't really gotten to know your head coach very well since he took over the program. Throughout these past couple of weeks, have you been able to talk to him really at all? Has he, has he popped in in workouts? Just what's the, what's the level of communication you've had? Um, yeah, he's definitely – I've seen him in some of the workouts, uh, just watching some of the groups. And, um, yeah, I think he's done a good job of, um, you know, showing us who he is, just even through the Zoom meetings that we we, were, we had going on in the past couple of weeks. I feel like we got a good feel of, you know, what the kind of coach that he is, the things that he expects out of us. So, I mean, I know he's, he's fired up to get out there on the field, and all of us are too, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him a lot. He's a, he's a great coach. I like him. Any other questions? If you put any thought into uh, what it might be like to, to play football games in, in front of no fans, an empty stadium? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely not ideal for anybody. You know, that's – you know, when you think about college football, you know, you think about that atmosphere and things like that. But, you know, we still have the same mission, uh, you know, to go out there and win these games. So we're going to have to do it by any means. If we have no fans in the stadium, then that's what it's going to have to be. But, you know, we still have to have that same, you know, the same mindset, what we got to do. Anyone else for Darian? All right, I'm jumping back in again to tell you guys about World Golf Tour. Uh, WGT is the most popular golf game in the world. It's a mobile game, and there's actually a really cool event that's coming in just a couple of days. Uh, the 4th of July tournament, uh, it's going to be so much fun. It's the 4s of July. That's the best of par 4s. So of all the courses in the game, they just pick their favorite par 4s, and everybody's playing them. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. This is a DNVR event, and so that means that if you're in the DNVR Clubhouse or the DNVR Clubhouse 2, then you'll be able to play and compete and, like, try to climb up the leaderboard, which has been pretty tough to do recently. Uh, but WGT Golf is the most realistic free golf game. There are more than 20 million players around the world, and you can join them. 
Just make sure you go to dmvrgolf.com and download WGT Golf so that you can play with us. Here is Brady Russell. Brady, I'll start. It's Brian Howell. Um, uh, first off, thanks for doing this. And uh, just curious how your offseason has gone. You know, I imagine that um, you stayed in Colorado and just um, how your offseason has gone as far as staying in shape and kind of getting back to it uh, these last uh, few weeks. Uh, it's gone great for me. I've uh, been, when we weren't able to actually work out at the school, I was still able to um, come in and do some rehab on just little things that have been tweaked over my career here. And it's kind of been useful for me to get my body feeling right. Um, and then it's also been nice because I'm so close to home. I've been able to work out in my friend's uh, basement. So um, it's been nice having the, I guess, equipment around me I needed and everything to stay in shape and to keep doing the things I need to do to get ready. Hey, Brady, Neil Welk here. Uh, what, what are your impressions of uh, Coach Embry? Oh, I love Coach Embry. I'm, I'm, we're getting along pretty well already. It's a, uh, um, it's cool having a coach that comes from the background that he's had already and also having a coach, uh, cause he, he's so young still, um, that we can relate to him real well. We can communicate really well with him. Um, but he's just a good dude too. And it's, uh, kind of funny cause I told my uncle, I was like, yeah, did you see our new tight ends coach? And my uncle was all fired up too. He's like, yeah, I bought a pair of shoes from him in, in Foot Locker in Kansas city back when. My coach was like 15, hearing all the little stories about him because um, the history and whatnot too. So that's uh, kind of funny. Hey, Brady, Adam Munster-Tiger, have you gotten a sense yet for how the tight end position is going to fit into this offense now, obviously with Coach Chev calling the plays again on offense? Um, We haven't. I mean, we've obviously gone over the playbook a lot, and you never really know till you get on the field. But I feel comfortable with our role, and I'm excited with uh, a lot of the new guys we've got and um, excited about with the personnel we have, I guess, what we can do and what we're going to be able to do. Um, so, yeah, I guess I have a, a good feel for what we're going to do, but you never really know till you're on the field exactly the role you're going to play. But we're ready for whatever we throw at us for sure. Hey, Brady, it's Neil again. Uh, how much have you expanded your your skill set since you got to Colorado as far as being able to play all the, the different H-back tight end positions and do all the things that are required of you from that spot? Do you feel like uh, you've grown a lot in that area? Oh, I think I've grown a ton. I think I kind of got into about the best situation possible for me um, just because coming here uh, the last couple of years, we haven't had a whole lot of depth at tight end. So I've really had to do – roles from H back where I'm moving around going in motion doing stuff from the backfield to roles where I have my hand in the dirt and I'm trying to block a 280 pound defensive end so uh the experience I've had here has kind of expanded my um I guess abilities and my like how comfortable I am doing different things so Brady, it's Brian Howell again. I'm, I'm curious, you mentioned some of the new guys coming in. It's a unique group this year. You know, you got uh, training from lower levels, uh, you know, walk-on transfer from within the Pac-12. Uh, what have you liked about this group? Have you seen these guys come together? Um, I like the – well, one thing I really like already is just the camaraderie of the group. We're real close. We uh, 
um, since we've been working out together and stuff, we haven't been, or we've been hanging out too on the weekends because we don't want to go do like hang out with a bunch of random people that, and expose ourselves and the team to um, the virus or something. So we've grown real close. Um, I think we all, some of the guys that came in and some of the people that are already here, we're all very different in our abilities and our skill sets. So it, it's exciting seeing what we might be able to do, putting one or multiple of us on the field at a time um, with like, for example, like Matt Lynch from UCLA, he's faster and he might be able to do some cool things. Well, Nick Fisher, he's a new big guy from the D division two level, but he might be able to do some good things in the run game or, um, I don't know. It's just cool seeing all the different roles we can play this year. Brady, this is uh, Justin Guerrero with Rivals, but just as as you kind of step into a role of an upperclassman and as one of the tight ends, maybe the only tight end on this team that has kind of been there and done that over the years, um, how have you maybe just embraced or uh, approached being in a position where, where you're a leader within that tight ends room and also just the team in general? Um, I think I've always had – because in, like in high school, I wasn't at a very good high school. So I've been in a leadership role for a while. Um, and even last year, even though I was still – I was a sophomore, I had to kind of lead tight end room because I was still the only one with experience in there. Um, so I think I've embraced the role well. And I think, uh, like, for example, when we're out, when we go out to the field and stuff, I'll lead us through some drills. And if we're running routes, I'll be, hey, that's it. Like, I'll correct them. I can give them advice. I can help guys. Um, so I like having the leadership role and having the respect of an upperclassman helps a lot as well because it's tough sometimes as a younger guy for to actually have people listen to you. Great. This is Pat Rooney from the Boulder Camera. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, uh, I asked Darian this, wanted to get your thoughts, um, you know, news of the way the virus is trending uh, in, in a lot of the Pac-12 areas uh, in Texas where you guys are supposed to go. Uh, right now, it doesn't look good. Obviously, there's still time to go, but how much are you, uh, you know, as players kind of paying attention to that, and, and how confident are you that the, the season's going to unfold, uh, you know, when it's supposed to? Um, I think uh... – it's kind of, I mean, it's hard not to pay attention to, obviously. I think Darian said the same thing, but um, let's see. I don't know. I don't think we're really worrying about it. We're just going to keep, I guess it's almost like football is a distraction for us. It'll keep our minds away from COVID and um, it keep us, keeps us focused. And um, we're just going to keep preparing every day, like, like the season will start when it's supposed to. And it, if it doesn't start when it's supposed to, we're going to be ready either way. Because, uh, shoot. I'm thinking of the saying, you stay ready, you never have to get ready kind of thing. So, And have you, uh, have you daydreamed much about what, what football in, a, in an empty stadium, you know, a real game without fans might look like and feel like? Yeah, that's a pretty weird thought just because I think uh, sometimes with the crowd and everything, you aren't going to hear everything from the other team, but you guys will be able to just straight up talk to each other on the field. I thought that – I've thought about that. That would be kind of funny. But – um. Yeah, that'd be an interesting experience to say the least. So, hey, Brady, Kyle Fredrickson with the Denver Post here. Uh, what have you learned about your new head coach through all this strange times, and, and how much communication have you guys been able to have with him? Oh, I like Coach Durrell a lot. He's a 
it's like a definitely a different um, or a big change from Coach Tucker, and I think it's a good change too. Um, but it, uh, I don't know. It's been cool to see the different things he's brought from the NFL and the different experiences he's had. Like, well, like the one of the biggest ones Darian talked about too is the transparency transparency aspect. Um, he brought that from one of his NFL experiences, and he really lives that. Like through and through, he uh, will tell us every single thing that's happening, everything that's going on with the program. If someone's doing something they shouldn't, he'll call them out in team meetings. We, he's just uh, really transparent, and I think that's a cool part of uh, his coaching personality. Hey, Brady, Brian Howell again. I was curious if, you know, obviously several different tight end coaches uh, during your career. Do you feel like your development has been hampered at all, or do you feel like it's been – enhanced in some way because you've been able to learn by so many different people um I think it's been enhanced because I feel like as, just as a person in general I'm pretty good at forming good relationships and I think that's a big part with your uh with your position coach so like when I got here with coach Bernardi he was obviously more of a blocking focused coach I guess you could say because uh, he'd come from the O-line and everything um but I grew a good, good relationship with him and could go in and watch film and learn different things that he said. But then I also uh, learned different things from Coach Papunu last year. Um, and he, knowing both kind of like different styles, I guess, in different ways, people do different things. You can almost pick and choose what works best for you, if that makes any sense. Um, and then with Coach Embry, he's a whole different style as well. And I think it's only – I think it's only helping me. I think it's awesome. Um, but I'm definitely really, really excited about having Coach Embry. So. Hey, Brady, uh, Drew Wilson a couple of days ago had tweeted out this graphic with, like, miles per hour, like, speed leaders among the team. And I, it wasn't by any means, like, a, a complete list of everyone. But you were one of the guys who made, like, the, the top cut, if you will. And so just curious, I mean, in your own words, like, how would you kind of rate your own speed heading, heading into your junior year? And, do you feel like that's an aspect of your game that has been like an upward trajectory since you got to college? Uh, I think it's definitely been a upward trajectory just because I was a kid that matured really late. I think that's one of the reasons I ended up having to walk on in school or in football. Um, so I think it's definitely an aspect of my game that I can utilize and uh, people definitely wouldn't expect from me because I haven't obviously showcased a whole lot in the past. I didn't, I mean, I caught 24 balls, I think last year something like that, um, which isn't, like, a ton of balls. So people still didn't see, like, everything that I can do and whatnot, I guess. Um, so I I think it'd be cool to – with our new offense and everything, some of the plays we have that I can showcase my speed and different aspects of my game a little bit. And I think that's only going to grow, too, with Coach Chev and Coach Embry, so – Brady, I have one more for you. I'm just curious your early impressions. No Steven Montez for the first time in your career. Um, your early impressions of uh, seeing Tyler Lytle, uh, you know, being kind of one of the veteran quarterbacks, Sam Neuer, and then also Brendan Lewis. I mean, kind of what are your thoughts as you, as you kind of worked with those guys throughout this offseason? You know, I always I love Steven, but it's uh, it's fun. Like my red shirt year when I was uh, – well, when I was red shirting, obviously, I was on scout team um, with Tyler. So – 
we grew pretty close and got a good chemistry back then. Um, and he's a really good friend of mine and everything. So it's fun working with him and Bilu and Sam, uh, working with them as, I mean, in all reality, we have no idea who's going to start. Uh, so trying to grow chemistry with, cause it like when the years past, I guess I've always known Steven's, Steven's the guy, but, uh, working with guys, trying to get better with three different quarterbacks is kind of fun to me. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be exciting to see the quarterback battle this year. So, uh, you caught 23 balls, but were you also including your two-point conversion catch for 24? Oh, no, I, I really have no idea how many catches I had. I knew it was in the 20s. I thought it was 24. but 24 with a two-point conversion, so you were on the money. I guess I was. Anything else for Brady? Brady, you didn't talk about your other potential job of uh, long snapping right now. We've got the two guys or the one recruit coming in, but you know, you're the only one really that's got any experience. So you've been snapping it all? Oh, all the time. I got to keep that trait. That's one thing that back in third grade, I was told, hey, Brady, if you want to make it to the NFL, and this is my uncle, of course. But uh, so if you want to make it to the NFL, you make sure you can long snap, and there's no doubt you'll be up there. So I always kept that in my back pocket, ready to use it if I need to. Anyone else? Great. Well, thanks for jumping on, Brady. Appreciate it. Of course. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Brady. Thanks, Brady. Thanks, Brady. Guys, got any questions for me? Uh, Pat, I emailed uh, Rick. I haven't heard back from him yet. So. Okay. He's probably living on Zoom calls like he always does. <laughs> right. No worries. Other than that, we uh, will resume next week. I don't know which players Curtis lined up for next week, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see you in a week. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag yeah. is pushing 180. Speed and pad and see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swag and as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you, hit you, hit you. Hey. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle And we ain't playing with you, you can get it anytime yeah. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the line My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring Throwing blows, knocking down team after team I think they like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad Get a bus with my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado sway. Have you ever seen a ram? Nine boat in Colorado. Buffalo is what I am. All the teams come and follow. When I start hit the field, the 
ain't no revival. Get them thugs, get them bust, mess them up, we say we got them. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we have them. like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get a bust with my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado swag.